0: Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're excited you're here, and we hope today's message encourages you, builds your faith, and brings you hope for the future. May God bless you as you listen in to today's message. I want to pick up today about which way, and I will tell you where we're going. In October, we're going to be talking about a series called Frightened. And we're going to be talking about frightened, obviously, Halloween, all this kind of stuff. It relates to that kind of stuff. But I'm not going to be talking about that. I'm going to be talking about frightened, about the fear we have right now in our world and then in November we're going into a series called Thankful. And wait till you see what we do for Thankful. We're going to incorporate a lot of you in what we're doing for Thankful. So this I'm ending the series next week about which way and I started writing this sermon and I promise you I started writing this sermon my wife was gone and I, when I was writing I was in my secret place. And this is why I want to say to you what I said to the place of the people in the first service. The secret place means that a place where you in God can become intimate with a secret place. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 and when you pray, go into your secret place or your closet, and He says, Then shut the door behind you. And God rewards those who diligently seek Him in the secret place. So, whenever you're in a secret place, it aligns you to hear God's voice, it puts you in position to receive what He has for you. But have you ever noticed why God says to shut the door? The door means not just door physical terms, but it's a door to distractions. How many of you know that the enemy loves to distract you and keep you off course, especially from the things of God? He wants to make you feel busy. And I remember when I first started in ministry, I was always busy. And I would equate busyness with importantness, that meant I'm busy, and because I'm busy, I must be important. And I had to realize that my busyness really wasn't being important. What it really was, it was distracting me from what really mattered most. And so sometimes, maybe in your life, you're feeling important because you're busy, but maybe you have to look through all that muck and mire and say, maybe my busyness is distracting me from what really matters most And that's being in the presence of God. Because in the presence of the Lord, the Bible says, there's fullness of joy. You will never have the completeness or the fullness that God has for you if you're not shutting the door to distractions in your life so that you can become intimate with God. So God wants you to become intimate with him. But in saying that, when you become intimate with God and shut the door to distraction, that allows God to speak. And when God speaks us, we should listen. I love when Eli was approached by Samuel, and Samuel was in the presence of the Lord, and he didn't identify the voice, and so he thought it was Eli that was speaking in 1 Samuel chapter 3, and he thought it was Eli speaking to him, so Samuel went to Eli, and he said, yes, my master, what do you need? And Eli said... I'm not speaking, That's not me speaking, go back to your secret place. So Samuel, you know the story, went back a second time, and he heard the voice, and he said, back to Eli, yes, servant, your master, what do you need? Eli said, Samuel, I'm not speaking. But here's what he said, Eli said to Samuel, when you go back the third time, and position yourself the third time, and, he said, say these words. Speak, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went back the third time in his secret place with God, and he laid before the Lord, and the third time, God spoke. This time, Samuel did not get distracted by maybe other voices. He heard clearly the voice of God. And you know what he said? Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. In other words, what he did, he put himself in a position to be able to hear what the Spirit of the Lord was saying. You see, so many times God wants to speak, but the question is are you listening? And one of the ways that God speaks is obviously through his word. So if you have your notes now, you can kind of go with me now. Over these last weeks, we've been talking about which way. We talked about which way by persevering, not quitting. We talked about maturity, about maturing and growing in the things of God. Then last week, we talked about... Putting the cherry on top, which putting the cherry on top was wisdom. That you be, you have to be able to run and manage what God prepares for you to do. Man, you can be mature, but how do I operate and be the person that you want me to be? I can have this man nice drone that Terry had, but if I don't know how to run this drone, how am I going to operate it? So he had to get wisdom on it, and the wisdom became by the instructions of reading how to operate it. So in, in Proverbs chapter 9, it talks about, again, wisdom. Now I want you to see what Solomon says here. He says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. How cool is that? In other words, God, I reverence you. I Man, Lord, I, I put you first and foremost in my life. I don't walk in fear that, God, I'm trembling. I walk in awe and respect and honor of you. That's what he's referring to. But then he goes on. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. In other words, you gain understanding in knowledge about God and who God is if you will fear Him and take time for Him and respect Him and put Him as a priority in your life. The more you take time with Him, the more you're going to understand Him. I remember when I first became a Christian. And I shared this in the first service. I didn't really know who Jesus was. As a matter of fact, I think we're having the invasion of Texas here. The first service, we had a bunch of people from Texas. Today, we have a bunch of people from Texas. And I always go to them all my exes live in Texas. They're starting to, they're starting to uh, come up and, and come around me now. Amen, amen. It's good to have you guys here today. and uh, But all of my exes live in Texas, and so thank you, Texas, and keep the warmth here, okay? We we, we want the warmth to stay here, right? But anyways, man, when I, when I went to North Central, I didn't really honestly can tell you, I didn't really know who Jesus was. I, I'm not kidding you when I tell you that. I didn't know Moses, Joseph, Joshua, any of the characters of the Word of God, yet alone Jesus. But I went to North Central with this thought, man, if I'm going to know this Jesus dude, I need to spend time with this Jesus. I always say, to be much for Jesus, you must be much with Jesus. Did you get that? To be much for Jesus, you got to be much with Jesus, So what I did is, man, I devoured the Word of God. Man, and what I did is I wanted to find out who this Jesus was. I had to have an understanding about who he is. So what did I do? I'd read the Word of God, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and and John. And that was the Gospels where Jesus really, really launched his ministry, where he really became on the scene at 31 years old, 32, and when he became on the scene of preaching the Word. And I wanted to study him. And how could I be like someone if I didn't know who he was? So I would devour the word. I remember day in and day out, I would stay up late at night, and I would just seek the Lord, and I would read his word. Even to this day, I have three-by-five cards and have all the sheets of all the scriptures that I wrote down. I used to study those words meditate on those words because I wanted to be like Jesus. How can I be like Jesus if I don't know this Jesus, somebody say Amen to that. The Bible says in 1 John two six, He whoever claims He lives in Him must walk as Jesus did. But how did Jesus walk? If I don't know Him, right? So we got to take time to know Him. But anyways, it goes on to verse eleven. He says this, the verse eleven of Proverbs. Can you go ahead, Dawn? Verse eleven, turn that. He says, Are you ready, Dawn? Verse eleven, of uh, there you go. For through wisdom, your days will be many. Watch what he says. Through wisdom, your days will be many, and your years will be added to your life. In other words, if you make right decisions and right choices in your life, it will prevent you from going down dead ends or taking a detour from getting to point A to point B. If I have wisdom in making wise decisions and wise choices in my life. But then it goes on, if you have your notes, the fear of the Lord is to honor God. I'm going to honor you, God. God, I'm going to honor you with all my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. So when you honor God, you got to remember this. God doesn't want lip service. God doesn't want lip service, but God wants heart service. You see, the Bible says they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. If you want to honor God and show God how much you love him, then give him your best gift that's your heart. That God, I'm going to honor you with all my heart, mind, body, soul and spirit. What is the first greatest command? The first greatest command is to what? To love the Lord your God with all your heart. And if you want to honor God, then give him your heart, not just lip service, but my heart. I'm going to give you my heart. Some of you today, man, we're getting ready to do Adam and Alyssa's wedding, and I'm so excited. We have wedding rehearsal Friday night. have my last session tomorrow with them, my my marriage session with them tomorrow. I'm so excited about tomorrow. We're putting all the nuts and bolts together with their wedding, and Mary's already got the uh, announcements made and everything ready. But, you know, what happens with couples, why do you finally, and here today there's couples from Texas, they're engaged, and I told them, I said, man, it's great to have them here today. Look at them. They just got hearts all over them, boom, 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 boom. Man, just smiling. Amen. Amen. But you know what? What happens is when you start courting someone and you start dating someone and getting to know them, guess what you start letting go of? Now, get this. You start letting go of your heart. And the reason why you start letting go of your heart is because you start loving them. And the more you give them your heart, the more you get closer to each other. It's the same way with God. The more you engage with him and read his word and seek his face, it's a part of letting go of your heart so that he can engage with you. And letting go of your heart means drawing near to God. By letting go of your heart, then he will draw near to you. And so he said, I'm going to follow you and honor you with all my heart, and then it goes worship Him. I'm going to worship you, man. I'll tell you, I love it when I come in here and watch you worship. I, man, I, I love that. I, I, today I made sure I made sure I touched you today, because I love watching and pressing in with God. You know what worship is? Worship means I'm shutting in and I'm focusing on God, and I'm not going to let anyone distract me from my praise. I remember growing up in the church in St. Paul when I went to North Central. I went to an to a, a African-American church there in St. Paul. And when I went there, I remember the, the preacher would say, man, good morning, church. And I'll never forget this. This was his introduction. Good morning, church. He said, I hope this morning that you came to get your praise on. That was an introduction. I hope this morning, Pastor Graham, I hope this morning, Michael, you came to get your praise on. So in other words, what he was saying, I hope that you let go of all your distractions, all the cares of this world, and fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith, because when the praises go up, the blessings come down. So I hope you come to get your praise on. But then he goes, follow, and follow him with all your heart. You see, listen, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 4 19 that he said to Peter, Peter, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. You see, here's the difference. We can say we love Jesus, but saying you love Jesus and acting out that you love Jesus is two different things. I can say I love Jesus. But actions speak louder than words. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And it also says, faith without works is dead. God, I'm going to follow you. That is my faith action step. And I'm going to surrender my will to pick up your will because, Lord, I'm going to follow you. That's how honoring God is. The Lord has laid out his steps in order in following him in his word. That God's word has laid out our steps. So how do I follow God? In Psalms 119, verse 9, I love how it starts. It starts out here. And I love how the psalmist wrote this. He didn't start out just in your adulthood. He didn't start out just maybe in in a, a toddler or even in a youth. But he goes like this, how can a young person, Young maybe in your walk with God, maybe you're new with God, maybe you've been a Christian for all your years, for 50 years or so. He's using and identifying things as young, that man, no matter what stage of life you're in, you can follow me. But he says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity, of walking the line, towing the line for God? How can I do that? How do I know the ins and outs? How do I know the no's and the yeses? How do I know the line upon line, precept upon precept, rule upon rule? How do I know that? He says this, by living according to your word. That God, I'm going to live according to your word. Your word, Lord, is what I'm going to dictate my life by. That You see, listen, a lot of times, now get this, a lot of times we live our lives by what other people think we should be doing, by what other people think we, they say, instead of listening to the Word of God. I remember when I was growing up, my father, obviously, you knew he played with Johnny Cash, and he traveled all over and did all these things, and then he wanted broke off and did his own Western ear band and started doing his own thing. Oh, once I was free, oh, once I was free, like a bird in a tree. You don't know that, right? But he would sing this song, and he would take me into these nightclubs when I was a kid, and I would sing these songs. I would sing Does My Ring, Hurt Your Finger, Kiss an Angel, Good Morning, and all these things, The Green, Green Grass of Home, and I had all these songs, my own repertoire, of songs in which I would sing when I'd go into these places. So my dad had this impression that when I grow up and graduate from college, or graduate from school, I should say, high school, his thought was that as soon as I graduate from high school, I'm going to join his Western ears, the Western ears, and I'm going to be the lead singer for the Western ears. So he had this image for me. And he wanted to put me in a box in which he wanted me to be. And a lot of times what happens in life, you conform your life according to what people think, say, and do about you. Instead of what God's word says about you. And sometimes what happens is you are confined and you're depressed or discouraged because maybe you're not walking out the will of God and what God's word says about you. There was once this true story about a a native, a story that I read, not a true story, about a Native American, and this Native American was scaling a mountain, and he was scaling his mountain, and and as he was scaling the side of this mountain, he came upon this eaglet nest, and inside this nest, there was three eagle eggs there, and he thought to himself, he said, I'm going to take one of these eagle's eggs And I'm going to place it in and take it down. And I'm going to place this eaglet egg in with a bunch of prairie chicken eggs. So he scaled the mountain gracefully. And he had had this egg. And he went home to his home. And he placed this eaglet egg in with a bunch of all the prairie chickens, all the other eggs. And that mama prairie chicken, she laid on that egg. And she was able to hatch that egg. And finally, that eaglet was hatched along with all the little prairie chickens. And so one day, the prairie chickens and this little eaglet were out doing their ordinary thing. They were out scratching the dirt, looking for food, and man, they were just doing the normal routine of life that a prairie chicken does. And one day, man, as they were out doing their thing, this great massive bird flew over the top of them, and it caught the eye of this little eaglet, and this little eaglet looked up, and he was amazed at the power and the strength of of this awesome bird. And the eaglet said to the other prairie chicken buddies, he said, what kind of bird is that? And the prairie chicken says, that's the great eagle of the sky. And that eaglet looked up at that eagle, and he marveled at the wingspan and the strength and so on of this bird. And he turned to his other prairie chicken friends, he said, one day when I grow up, I want to be like that eagle. The other prairie chicken said, you will never be that eagle because you are a prairie chicken. And here this eaglet that was born to soar, that was born to be the great bald eagle of the sky, died an eaglet. He died as a prairie chicken. Because he listened to the voices of saying you will never be who you're intended to be. You're like one of us. And I wonder how many times you have listened to maybe tags and think people saying and tagged you that you will never be good enough. But I live not according to this, that, and the other thing or the tags of life. But I listen to the word of God. God's word says, Colton, you are special. You are awesome. And you can dream big dreams and accomplish great things, young lady. And don't let nobody stop you from what God's word says about you. Now watch this. This is so cool. I I love this. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your words in my heart that I might not sin against you. See what the word does? It keeps you on the pathway of purity and right and wrong. Then he goes on this, the last verse. He goes, praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. Now watch this. I delight in your decrees. I will not, I will not neglect your word. Let me just say this to you. A lot of times the Bible is the number one selling book but it's also the number one least read book. You do not, now hear this from your pastor, you do not gain your security by having a 100 Bibles in your house. Your security comes by knowing what's inside that Bible. It's not a decoration to be put on a shelf, but it's a decoration that needs to be put in your heart, that when you are faced with pressures and things of life, you can pull out of the verses of Scripture that thy word have I hidden in thy heart. Thy word is sharper than any double-edged sword. It's more than a conqueror. The Bible says that promises are yes and amen, that when you are faced with opposition, you can pull out of the resources of God's word a promise that will fit your problem, that helps you in your time of need, that God I'm not going to neglect your word because your word helps me and sharpens me to be better. Look at this. God has given us, I know the time's getting away, God has given us 86,400 seconds each day. But here's my question. What are you doing with each second? What are you doing with each second? You know, I don't know about you, but man, the Bible says that this is the day right now. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. In other words, what are you going to do within this day? What are you going to do within this day that God has given you? You see, when God given you a day, some of you may be like the ten lepers. When God healed the ten lepers, God healed the ten lepers, and he did great things within the ten lepers' life. healed every one of them. But guess what? Only one came back to give God thanks. The other just went on their way. And Jesus, when the other leper came back, the one leper, you know what Jesus said? Where are the other nine? Didn't I heal them also? And a lot of times what happens, God is giving you this day to be productive in the day. And you're productive in the day by what you do and first and foremost starting out your day with him. That, God, you are first and foremost in my life. Your word, God, I'm going to intake it. I'm going to devour your word. I'm going to let it become a part of me so that I'll have roots to stand when the storms come in my life. That, God, I need your word. I need you. Each second you spend in God's word, it prepares you to hear his voice, gets his directions, and your marching orders. Man. Man. It prepares you. God, let me hear your voice. People always say, Well, Pastor, how does God speak? First and foremost, God speaks through His Word. His Word, the Bible says, is living and active, sharpening any double edged sword. So if you want to hear God's voice, pick up His Word. Because this is God speaking to you. This is God in your front of your Bible. Maybe some of you have been given your word, your Bible, as a gift. And when this word was given to you, your Bible was given to you by that person, guess what they did? They wrote your name in there, Tamra. They put the date in there of when this was given to you. So guess what? If your word and it says your name in this word, in this Bible, guess what? This word is for you, that God gave you this Bible so that you can take in the word to get to know him, to be stronger, to fight the enemy when you're faced with opposition. This is my word that God gave to me, and I'm going to hide it in my heart, and I'm not going to neglect it. Listen to this. I, I love this. I'm gonna to have to close here because time's getting away. I told you part part one, and I'll get part two next week. In Ephesians chapter two, and I shared this in the first service. I love this verse of scripture. He says, This, for we are God's handiwork. I want to remind you of something. Somebody right after service came up to me when I was just trying to get out to the front. I wanted to meet this new couple, but the gentleman stopped me right where when I went at my seat. And he said, Pastor CJ, this is the first service to me today, Donnie. He said, Pastor CJ, he said, your word just helped me. You know what he said? Mindy, he said, as I was getting ready to leave, he said, I had my gun loaded. Today, man. He said, I had my gun loaded. He said, I want to take my life. He said, but you just stopped me. Right there, right at the surface. And this is why it stopped them. Let me say something to you today. Not one of you here today is a mistake, a misfit, or an orphan. You are loved by God, you are God's handiwork, hero. You are God's special in His sight. And he loves you. Now watch this. created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. I close with this. I'm a coin collector. Any coin collectors in here? I'm a coin collector. I've been collecting coins for a long time. I get the clad and I get the silver proofs all the time. And I go buy them and go get them at a coin shop. They don't have one here, so I have to go to the cities. But I collect coins. I've been collecting the silver eagles. I got the whole set of the silver eagles. And I got my, my, my binder that you put them in. But now, this year's edition, it's a new silver eagle. And uh, so I read about this new silver eagle. I, I love to do all that. I, you know, let me just tell you something about your life. You need to start a portfolio in your life. What's your portfolio that leads you to your retirement? And so I've always been doing portfolios. I don't put my eggs all in one basket. I have different diversities of different things. And one of my things is coins. And so I uh, studied this coin, Karen. I I wanted to find out what, Mike, this new coin was all about, the new silver dollar. So I read about the artists that, that created or made this new minted silver dollar. So I read about them, and it took them a year. Now get this took them a year and four, uh, two months to be able to create this coin before it was minted. And when they mint a coin, the coin is graded from 70, which is a superior coin without a flaw on it, all the way down to whatever. And it takes that artist a year and two months to make that coin. But in making that coin, I, I seen that they take a magnifying glass. He's got a little chisel and every detail on that coin is chiseled out to a point that is perfected after a year and two months ready to go get minted. And I thought about that with you. For we, you, are God's handiwork. God doesn't make junk, Terry. He makes the best. Matt, Phil. Phil. He makes the best. The only one that sometimes don't think is the best is you, Michael. Greg, it's you. I'm not qualified. I'm not good enough. I'm not capable. I'm not pretty. I'm not shiny enough. I'm not created this way. That's not what our God says about you. When you were made, Jamie, God threw away the mold. There's only one of a kind. That's you, Jamie Olson. There's only one Jamie Olson with the DNA of Jamie Olson. It even acts like Jamie Olson. One. He took his time when he made you. But he made you, look what he says, which God prepared in advance for what? To do good works. God created you, Pastor Kevin, to do good works. But how are you going to know the good works? How are you going to know the good works of God, what God created in you and to do? if you don't know this. If you don't take time. Gari, thy word have I hidden in my heart. You can't hide something if you don't take it in. You can't replace something. That you can't, t- t- if you don't take time for it. And you wonder why we're tossed and turned by the cares of this world. People say to me, and I close, I promise, I'm going to close. I told you, man, I got so much. This is this coming out of my prayer time. I preached a total different message in the first service. Listen to the first service. It's totally different because that's what God just pours in me because I hear, I hear his voice. Let me tell you something. God speaks, but are you listening? Are you taking time? Are you listening to what God has for you? You see, God arranges a good life for us, but we, we must walk it out. God has great things in store for you. He wants to bless you. Gotta get in his word. Gotta get into his word. Gotta be not only hearers of a word. But you got to be doers of the word. Don't just go by my word. just what you hear on Sundays because that's just a snack. Sundays is just a snack. Monday through Saturday is the meat where the rubber hits the road is with you and God. Amen? Amen. Stand with me. I, I, I know I didn't get it all done and that's okay. I got part two next week. Amen? I'm going to tell you though. I want to challenge you. And the challenge is, if you got dust on your Bible, get it off the shelf and blow it off. (sighs) Open it up. It might even creak when you open it up. It's okay. I'll just call you Adam's family, right? The Adam's family. They're creepy and they're spooky. You don't know that, right? when you do, you get the attention of your God. And he'll begin to speak to you. So my challenge is get a hunger for God's word. Get a hunger. That's not your security just by having the Bible in your house. Your security is reading his word to know who your God is. That gives you the security of knowing that when anything happens in my life, my bags are packed. Amen. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. For every individual here today, that we will get a hunger and a thirst for your word. Your word, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to our path. Your word, Lord, is what we hide in our hearts that we are able to distinguish between right and wrong when faith was temptation and opposition, that we know that the enemy is so prevalent, wanting to fall, that set traps up in our lives. But most of all, your word anchors us and secures us. No matter what's going on around us, Bible, your word says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass. And we see all the events in our world today, and we're getting all anxious and worried and frightened about this, that, and the other thing, but your word says be still and know that I'm God. And I pray that, God, we won't just be have 100 Bibles in our house, but we're devour your word. As Ezekiel said, your word was like sweet honey to us. Put a fire in us. Fan in the flame the gifts and the calling within us. And I pray, God, you bless this wonderful congregation. Thank you for them. Cheryl and I love them so dearly. Go with them now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we give the Lord praise this morning? Amen, amen. God bless you today. Take out your sword and start slaying giants. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If this message has encouraged you in any way, please consider giving to Adventure Church to help continue this ministry. Giving is safe and easy through our website at www.adventurechurchsiren.com. Thank you for your generous support.